Well, good morning. I'm so glad everybody's uh, with us today and excited to just be here and to share uh, with you all. Um, just this this uh, word I want to share today it has just been resonating with me. I, a brother in Christ, uh, Keith Strasberger, um, he uh, did a devotion on it in uh, the Real Life Ministry channels and and. Man, when I heard it, it just like it just hit home, you know. Um, because even though there's there's a whole lot that we can talk about, obviously the Bible is a never-ending source of uh, just instruction and learning. You know, like there's just so much there, and it's and it's really neat and it's amazing because the Bible, the the more you dig into it, I mean, the deeper it gets. You know, so you can read a passage today, and it, you know it means something deeper the next time you read it or maybe you went through something and now you understand it better or you know whatever um so that's always going on you know and so keith keith was sharing some thoughts and it just really hit home with me and i want to share them with you because i'm always looking for little things that we can just work out in our day you know that don't they're not this overwhelming thing they're just like, hey, I can, I can do that. You know, I can do that. And what they're ultimately going to do is to get our mind on God. They're going to challenge us to think like Him and to respond like Him. And so, uh, so this morning, I just wanted to, I, you know, just I honestly just got a couple of scriptures. We're going to be in First Thessalonians, and then we're going to be in Matthew in a little bit. And so, just those those two books. And going to share a little bit with you and, you know, that's it. I hope it's an encouragement. I hope it's something you can begin to, to work on and, and I hope it draws you closer to the Father and the Son and the Spirit. So, so let's open up with a word of prayer and then we will, we'll get started. Father, uh, thank you so much for, for your love. Thank you for, uh, how you are are just moving, uh, you know, amongst us, in and out of our day. Um, it's how you you've given us a spirit for us to walk in communion with you, Lord. And I, I just pray this morning, in just the simplicity of the text here, that we are enriched, God. That that there's there's something here in this simple truth that. Is going to be help us to reflect Christ in in who we are, and show Him to other people. And it's going to keep us in check. It's going to keep us, uh, I, I think, with a more eternal um, mindset. You know, as we go in and out of our days. God, thank you. We just want to invite the Holy Spirit in this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. So uh, one time I was out with a with a friend, and we were. It's, it's the only time this has ever happened in my entire life. We were walking in the woods, and we were we were geocaching. Um, I've had two different incidences. I'm going to share both of them with you. Uh, we were geocaching, and we were like going through rough terrain, you know. And if you're a uh, an outdoors person, we call it bushwhacking, you know, there was no trail. Uh, there were times where we were going through tons of briars and, and we got ticks all over us and just all this stuff. Um, and so because we were bushwhacking 
And it was like a mile and a half of bushwhacking. And there were moments where the woods opened up so it wasn't all just, uh, you know, rough terrain or whatever. But it was on the side of a, a few hills. You know, we went up and down some hills and just kind of all over. Hiked a mile and a half into the woods. And we found, we found the geocache. If you don't know what geocaching is, uh, I won't bore you with those details. Uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's, uh, it just was fun to me. I like adventure, and you just use a GPS to go find something uh, out in the woods or wherever. They're, they're hidden all over the world, and um, to some people, they're really annoying. <laughs> and I used, to, I used to do that a good bit. I rarely do it now, um, but, I, like, it's picking back up because the boys like to go find stuff. And a lot of times what you find will be, you know, a container with some little little toys in it, little trinkets and things. And so the boys always like discovering that. So we, we go on occasion. But this this time we were uh, we were out geocaching. And, you know, we this isn't our first rodeo. We, we've done a lot of this. And uh, we oftentimes mark the car because you park, you just had to park somewhere in weird places and then walk a long way so we'd mark the car so we could find our way back we didn't do this and we you know didn't think about it we got to the geocache and we looked through it and just to see what was in there and we signed uh, there's a log book that says you were there and um, so we signed it and as we were closing it I stood up and I was like looking around uh, I have no idea how to get back. Like I knew the general direction we approached from, but I'm telling you, because of terrain, because of vegetation in the woods, we twisted, turned, cut back. I mean, just, we were all over the place. And there was a line between us and our vehicle that was a mile and a half long. As the crow flies, you'll hear them refer to it. And we had no clue how to get back. Um, now, we we did have GPSs, but we did not. The GPSs we were using didn't have roads. They were um, uh, the terrain maps. And so, you know, it didn't help a lot. <laughs> but we did know directions because we had a GPS. So we decided to just point the GPS in a direction and start walking. Because we figured, hey, you know what? We're close enough to stuff that we're going to run into a road somewhere. We're gonna run into a road somewhere. And so we started walking. And sure enough, we did. It, it took a little bit, but uh, we came out on a road and we still kind of like, uh, now we're on a road, do we go right or left, you know? And so we guessed correctly, thank goodness. And, you know, what was a mile and a half track turned into about a three mile return trip uh, to get us back to the car. But we finally found it and I never made that mistake again, ever. Uh, I was geocaching another time with uh, a group of people. There was. I don't know, four or five of us, and we were we were out in the boonies, man. I mean, just the the real backwoods. But we were we were on roads. The geocaches were were uh, on close to the road. They weren't deep in the woods or anything. 
And you better believe I had a road map in, in my GPS now. So we're out there and uh, we get to a geocache and my I'm the only one with a, with a GPS and I got a nice one. It's got a high powered receiver antenna and so it doesn't, it doesn't lose signal. But what I did not plan on or that I underestimated was the fact that it glitched and electronics do that sometimes, right? I could not get it to work. I couldn't get it to, to uh, shut down for a minute. So I was like, oh, I'll just pull the battery. So I pulled the battery. Then I couldn't get it to turn on. Nothing. And I'm like, I have no idea. I mean, I, I mean, we had driven out there, but we're following a GPS blindly. I, you know, we're not paying attention to turns and we turned about eight times on eight different gravel roads and I, you know, who knows where we are. And the GPS, like we, I don't know, probably 20 minutes full of that thing. And the GPS finally comes on. And we're, and we're sitting here like, okay. And it won't pick up a signal. It will not pick up a signal. And I'm like, what do we, you know, we, we either just sit here or, you know, we kind of took on, we kind of embraced the same mentality as the first lesson I learned. Hey, let's just start driving we're going to run into a paved road, right? There's a, this is America. We're going to find a paved road. There's a highway somewhere. We will find one if we start driving. It took us a little while, you know, but we did. We came out on a highway um, and, uh, and then just chose a direction and eventually came into a town. And when we got to the town, we kind of realized where we were. And so, you know, I, I, I say all that because I, you know, I want to share something with you today. I think sometimes we feel lost, scared. We really don't know what direction to go. And because of that, I think sometimes we sit down and just give up. We get helpless, you know. We just, like I've done with the COVID nineteen, turned off the. I've just turned off the TV. Do I want anyone in my family to get it? No. Do I want any of you to get it? No. I just stop watching. I keep telling people, for me, God's been just conveying, shrink your circle. And what I mean by that is, hey, I've given you a sphere of influence of people you get to love on and encourage, and that's, I want you to focus on me and I want you to focus on them. I, I'm not called to some national platform or some global platform. Again, if you are, you, you need to be obedient to the Lord, but I'm not. This is where I'm called to be. And this is what I'm called to be doing. And, you know, and, and so we, we, we get lost. Sometimes we, we don't have, uh, we don't feel like we have the right information. Or maybe we tried something and it failed. And last week I, I talked about hope and, you know, sometimes we get a hopelessness going, a hopelessness feeling. And so this morning I want to answer a question, and, it, and it's not an all-encompassing thing, but it is an encouragement. You know, I, I've heard this all my ministry life. What is God's will for my life? 
What is God's will for my life? What direction does He want me to go? And, you know, based off what I understand of Scripture, there are times where God is very crystal clear in a decision that we need to make. And then there are times, I believe, He lets us just make the decision. Does that make sense? He lets us just make it. You know, I I think that. And then sometimes he, He has a very specific plan that He wants you to follow. But there, there's, but there's some things, and I understand that kind of question. But today, what I want to answer, I want to answer what God's will is in a, in a very simple way, because I, I believe when we do the simple things, the big things come easier. It makes the big decisions a little easier because I'm doing the little things back here. A, a great example is is budgeting. You know. If I'm willing to do the little things and budget back here and live within my means and, and that kind of stuff and, and uh, build up a little bit of savings, when it comes time to be generous or when something happens in my life, the big things, they're just not big things anymore. you know. And I know what to do because God tells me to be generous. But when I read be generous and I've spent all my money on you know, fill in the blank, whatever, because I wasn't being a good steward, I wasn't being responsible with my money, well, now the big things are a big deal. And I've, I've been guilty of that. I've, I've been in a place where I knew God wanted me to give to something, and I couldn't. I physically did not have the means to pull that off in the moment. Now, I could have done some extra work for somebody, I could have earned some, but in the moment when it happened, I, you know, I didn't have the means. And so, um, so I, you know, I... I I want to just share this passage with you. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to just kind of journey back through it a little bit and talk about it, okay? It says, Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now those words just read off that page like, oh yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> but that's, that's pretty big stuff. So let's talk about it a second. Uh, verse 16, rejoice always. What are we talking about there? Rejoicing always. Does it just mean to go around and, and celebrate and, and, and sing all the time? I looked up the definition. It says to feel or show great joy or delight. And, and the reason I think we can rejoice always is because what I, I feel like in the biblical context what you're, what you're having this continual joy and delight about is the fact that God has given you grace. It, it's not necessary that you're not going through a hard time or that things aren't difficult in your world, but that we are getting unmerited favor from God. Unwarranted, undeserved favor from God in the form of grace. And that's something to rejoice about, no matter what is going on. That's something to rejoice about. 
So we should rejoice always because of grace. Because this, this free thing that God just bestows upon us, grace. That's cause for rejoicing. You know, and so, again, if you're here this morning and, and like things aren't easy for you or you're stressed about everything that's going on or you, fear has sunk in or you're just over it and you're calloused and about whatever, whatever condition you find yourself in this morning, you have received grace. And so there's cause for rejoicing. There's cause for delight and joy to be in us because we've received grace. Uh, Shay and I got the opportunity, and you know I've shared this with some of you. Uh, Shay and I got the opportunity to go to Victoria Falls in Africa, and you know I'll, I'll never get over it. And we talk about this about every waterfall we go to, and we go to a lot of waterfalls. Um, just you know, it's amazing that the water just keeps running. You know, like I, I get intrigued by simple things, and it's like even at a small waterfall, it's amazing to me that the water just keeps going. And keeps going and keeps going. Now, I've been to waterfalls on days when we've had lots of rain. I've been to the same waterfall when we've been in a drought. And I, I realize the, the water flow slows down sometimes. And, and I know that it could, it could actually dry up. I mean, I, I understand that. But it doesn't. Rarely does do most waterfalls dry up. And it's just amazing to me that water just keeps flowing. And... And in the case of Victoria Falls, or, you know, pick your, pick your waterfall, gigantic waterfall, the amount of water, like, it is just mind-boggling, the amount of water that spills over that ledge every second of every day. And it just keeps going and going and going. And, and I, you know... I think about that with praying without ceasing. Because I remember the first time I heard pray without ceasing and I'm like, what? How do you do that? You know, you're supposed to like kneel sometimes. You're supposed to like go to closets sometimes and pray. I, you know, I'm like, pray without ceasing? And I really struggled with that because I didn't think that was possible. But now I understand, you know, um, it's this, it's this, just this filter in my life and on my life. It's a filter that I am just in conversation with the Father throughout the day or the Son. That I talk to God, I talk to Jesus throughout my day about the things going on. And let me tell you something. It, it is very difficult to respond in a human way when you're, when you're talking about it with the Lord. It's difficult because your flesh is there and you recognize it and it's happening, right? But it's, it's very difficult and challenging to, re, to go through the action of the human side of it when you've been handing it over to the Lord. So pray without ceasing, a constant conversation with God. And then the last one is give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
giving thanks uh, has been a game changer for me in my life, just with my attitude, my, sometimes I have a short fuse with some things. And just starting my morning off and starting my prayer times off with giving thanks. Finding something to be thankful for. And, and when I'm complaining, when I catch myself complaining, I try to come back to this. Give thanks. Give thanks. What can you be thankful for right now? And sometimes it's really difficult, you know, to find something. And I often have to uh, default to, to some, like, thank you that my wife and boys are healthy. You know, <laughs> I have to default to something. Uh, but, man, having a thankful heart and thanking God for things just really helps put things in perspective. And it really helps, it really helps in lining us up with the Father. And, and that's, you know, isn't that what it's really all about? Loving God with everything we are, loving our neighbors. We want to be in line with the Father. We want to be in step with the Spirit. And so embracing this thought in First Thessalonians here of rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and being thankful in all circumstances. What if that's how your day, just like that was the descriptor of your day, every day, Right? No one's 100% on this kind of stuff. No one gets it right every, every time. Nobody. But it is something simple that you and I can work on. That it's going to make us, you know, we got a mirror right here. You guys are reflecting, right? We're supposed to reflect Jesus. It, it's going to help us to reflect Jesus when we embrace these kinds of qualities because, you know, let's, we know the world's a mess and right now it's it's in our it's on our front porch it's a mess you know and there's a lot of things going on there's a lot of theories out there about what's going on and, and you don't know what to believe and you don't know you can trust this right you can trust this rejoice always pray continuously and give thanks in all circumstances i want to close with uh, matthew 6:33 and it says but seek seek but, first, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We got a lot of worries going on in the world. I, I, man, this week, uh, there was a lot of people that had some tough things going on. And I, I sat across from them, couches and chairs and um, over coffee, and, and I listened to a lot of, a lot of heart troubling things, you know? And I, and I just kept in my mind, every time I kept hearing stuff, kept coming back to this. Matthew six thirty three. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, when we, when we can change the narrative by putting God first, and sometimes when we say, churchy things like that, you may sit there and be like, oh yeah, amen. How do I, how do I do that? Rejoice always. Pray continuously. And give thanks in all circumstances. That's a kingdom mindset. That's gonna, gonna fix our eyes on things above. That will drive out the fear that will dilute the confusion. 
And that will make us realize that our life does matter. We are worthy because Jesus has made us worthy. And God's going to take us home when he's ready to. God is going to take us home when he's ready to. So we get to live without fear. Sometimes we still have it. But we get to live without fear. And here's a simple thing that you and I can do to get our eyes fixed on Jesus in the midst of anything. But especially right now, in the midst of all of the crazy things going on around us. Rejoice always. Pray continuously. And give thanks in all circumstances. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for this moment right here, God. Thank you for love. Thank you for sacrifice. Thank you for the way, the truth, the life. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that, that dwells inside of me. God, and I pray that we just walk with you, Lord. I pray that we walk this out. That it's not just a feel-good moment where, yay, I got to get out of the house for a second and it was good to see my church church peeps, man. No, God, that it's, it's life-changing, life-transforming because that's the business that you're in. You want to transform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And I pray that we surrender and let you. God, help this to sink in. Help us to rejoice, to be, be so joyful because we've received grace. Help us to talk to you about everything, to pray continuously. And God, help us to see the, all the ways that you're working and moving and to be thankful in all circumstances. Help me with that, Lord. Help us be an example and a light to those around us, to the sphere of influence that we have. We love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.